Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Murder Minute podcast contains depictions of real-life true crime stories. Some details may be disturbing, and listener discretion is advised. This is Murder Minute. I'm your host, Mrs. Smitty, and today is Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Today on Murder Minute, the story of Daryl Abbott, known to the world as Dimebag Daryl. He rose to fame as the guitarist for a heavy metal band called Pantera and is regarded as one of the greatest metal guitarists of all time. Today, I'll tell you his story. But first, your true crime headlines. The parents of Ethan Crumbly, the 15-year-old Michigan high school student charged in a deadly school shooting at Oxford High School, made their first appearance in court this week. James and Jennifer Crumbly are each facing four counts of involuntary manslaughter and are accused of providing their son with the gun that he used in the shooting rampage that left four of his classmates dead and seven others wounded. Prosecutors allege that James Crumbly bought the Sig Sauer 9mm at a gun store in Oxford, Michigan on Black Friday, November 26th, and that the gun was then gifted to 15-year-old Ethan as an early Christmas present. The Crumblies were called into a meeting with school officials on the morning of the shooting, just days after the gun was purchased, after a teacher found a disturbing drawing on Ethan's desk at school. At the meeting, the parents were instructed to seek counseling for their son within 48 hours, but school officials allowed Ethan to return to class. Just hours later, he opened fire in a school hallway. The probable cause hearing for James and Jennifer Crumbly was adjourned until February 8th, after both sides said that they needed more time to go through discovery evidence. James and Jennifer Crumbly each face a maximum sentence of 60 years in prison if they are convicted of all four counts. Their son faces a life sentence if he is convicted of the charges against him, which include terrorism, first-degree murder, and assault with intent to murder. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin pleaded guilty in federal court on Wednesday to civil rights charges related to the death of George Floyd. His guilty plea in this case comes months after a state court found him guilty of second-degree murder in Floyd's death and imposed a sentence of 22 and a half years behind bars. In exchange for pleading guilty to the federal civil rights charges, Chauvin will be sentenced to 25 years in prison to be served concurrently with his 22 and a half year sentence for the state conviction. Under Minnesota law, Chauvin will have to serve two-thirds of his sentence, or 15 years, and then will be eligible for supervised release for the remaining seven and a half years. Former reality TV star and convicted sex offender Josh Duggar has been found guilty of receipt of child pornography and possession of child pornography in an Arkansas courtroom last week. The Duggar family was the subject of a TLC reality show called 19 Kids and Counting, which chronicled the lives of Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar, 
and their very large, very religious family. Josh Duggar, the eldest of their 19 children, was featured on the show and in a 2009 special, which covered his wedding to wife Anna, with whom he has seven children. 19 Kids and Counting was canceled in 2015 after allegations surfaced that Josh Duggar had molested five girls between 2002 and 2003, including several of his own sisters. Those crimes were never prosecuted due to the statute of limitations. Sentencing for the child pornography convictions is expected to take place in March, and Duggar faces up to 20 years in prison. Those were this week's true crime headlines. For more true crime headlines, follow Murder Minute on Instagram and follow me, Mrs. Smitty, on the Stereo app or on TikTok at True Crime Headlines. After this break, our main story. What makes a murderer's mind tick? Killer Psyche is a true crime podcast from Wondery that explores these types of questions about the crimes that killers and criminals commit. Killer Psyche covers high-profile cases that have shocked the world. Host Candace DeLong uses her five decades of experience as a clinical psychiatric nurse and FBI criminal profiler to dissect the motivations and behaviors of the most terrifying felons in history. You'll definitely want to listen to a recent episode of Killer Psyche, where Candace explores the case of Pedro Rodriguez Filo, also known as Killer Petey or the Brazilian Dexter. At age 14, Rodriguez murdered the deputy mayor in his town, all because the mayor had fired his father. Rodriguez went on to murder, by his count, more than 100 people, most of them while he was behind bars. To many, he was a hero, a vigilante seeking justice for victims. But to others, he was just a cold-blooded murderer. Listen to Killer Psyche on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Hey, Murder Minute listeners. It's me, Mrs. Smitty, and I'm here to tell you how Thrive Market has revolutionized the way that I shop for groceries. Like many of you, I really try to eat healthy and to feed my family healthy, natural foods. But I find that it can be a real chore to shop for these products in the grocery store. The labels are very confusing. It's hard to navigate and find products that are going to taste good, my family will enjoy, and that won't break the bank. And this is where Thrive Market really comes in. On Thrive Market's website, thrivemarket.com, you can sort by diet, keto, paleo, vegan, Uh, For us, we really try to eat organic, so uh, there's definitely a tab for that. And so you can filter by organic, find all the products that you really love, add them to your cart, and Thrive Market will send them right over to you. The coolest thing on the website, in my opinion, is the recipe shopping lists. I find that sometimes I'll, I'll find a recipe that I like, and I'll make it over and over and over again until we're all super tired of it. And so this recipe shopping list is, uh, is a real game changer for me. Uh, on the recipe shopping list page, you can browse beautiful pictures of meals that are delicious and healthy uh, and tailored to your family's likes and dislikes. Uh, there's a recipe on the website for a chili ginger chicken and rice. 
that I knew would be a big hit with my family. All I had to do was click on the recipe, it pulls up all the items that you need. You can add them all with one click and Thrive Market will send them out with your next order. The other thing that's really cool is that they have auto ship. So if there are products that you know you're going to be using on a regular basis, uh, in my house, it's the chocolate covered espresso beans, the seaweed snacks, uh, multivitamins, things like that. You can set those to auto ship. Uh, they will arrive at your house at your on your designated timetable. It's very cool. And as I've learned more about uh, Thrive Market, uh, I found this really cool thing about their website. Uh, with Thrive Market, your membership means more not just for you, but for families in need and for the planet. Uh, every membership that they sell, they also donate a membership to a family in need, and they've donated $4.5 million in healthy groceries and counting. Thrive Market is focused on carbon neutral shipping, and they're on a mission to be the first climate positive grocer. Can your grocery store do that? Now it can when you go to thrivemarket.com slash murder minute. Join today and get 30% off your first order and a free gift. That's Thrive Market, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash murder minute to get 30% off your first order and a free gift. Thrivemarket.com slash murder minute. Welcome back. Today's story will take us to December of 2004, but I'm going to go back even further than that, to 1983, where our story begins. A heavy metal band called Pantera released their first album that year, called Metal Magic. The four-member group was started by brothers Vincent and Daryl Abbott, both just teenagers at the time. Vinny played drums, and his younger brother Daryl, known in those days as Diamond Daryl, was the band's lead guitarist. In the early 80s, Pantera was a glam metal band. They released three albums in the mid-80s and toured regionally near their Texas home. In the late 1980s, they decided to take the band in a new direction, parting ways with their original lead singer Terry Glaze and leaving their glam metal days behind them. The band hired a new vocalist named Phil Anselmo and started developing their sound into the groove metal style that would become their signature. Diamond Daryl became known as Dimebag Daryl, a more fitting moniker to match the band's new harder rocking style, and a name that he earned because he would never accept more than a $10 bag of marijuana, even if someone was giving it to him for free. By the early 90s, Pantera had signed to a major label and released their fifth studio album, Cowboys from Hell, which featured a distinctly heavier metal sound. The changes proved to be very successful for the band, which booked opening gigs with some of the biggest names in heavy metal music. They released their sixth album in 1992 to some commercial success, and when album number seven dropped in 1994, it debuted in the number one spot. The first single from that album earned the band a Grammy nomination for Best Metal Performance in 1995. The band toured all over the world and shared stages with some of the biggest acts of the day. Behind the scenes, tensions were running high. When they went on tour in 1996, they noticed that Anselmo was acting erratically and had distanced himself from the rest of the band. His bandmates thought that the fame had gone to his head, but he blamed his strange behavior on constant back pain from years of intense high energy performances. 
reluctant to take time off for surgery and recovery, Anselmo self-medicated with alcohol and eventually drugs. His erratic behavior made its way onto the stage in the form of controversial statements he made at live shows, which he later blamed on his drug and alcohol abuse. In July of 1996, after a show in Dallas, Texas, Anselmo overdosed on heroin. His heart stopped for nearly five minutes, but he was revived by paramedics and apologized to the public and to his bandmates just days later. The following year, the band released their first live album, had three records go platinum, and received another Grammy nomination. In spite of their growing commercial success, relationships within the band remained strained, and soon, the members of Pantera began devoting their time to other projects. By 2003, Pantera had officially broken up, and the split was pretty contentious. The former bandmates traded barbs in the press, with Anselmo telling a reporter for Metal Hammer magazine in 2004 that his former bandmate Dimebag Daryl, quote, deserves to be beaten severely. Daryl and his brother Vinny had started a new band called Damage Plan by then, and they spent 2004 touring after the release of Damage Plan's first album. It was at a tour date in Cincinnati, Ohio, in April of 2004, that a man named Nathan Gale would first cross paths with Dimebag Daryl. Gale was a Pantera fan who jumped onto the stage during Damage Plan's set and caused $1,800 worth of damage to the band's equipment and lighting during an ensuing struggle with the police. Damage Plan was unfazed by the incident and declined to press charges against the rowdy fan because they didn't want to have to return to Cincinnati for the court proceedings. It wouldn't be the last time they saw Nathan Gale. Nathan Gale was a former Marine who was discharged after two years of service due to a diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia. After his discharge, the six foot three, 260 pound Gale took up football, joining the semi-pro Lima Thunder team in Northwest Ohio. Gale loved heavy metal music and particularly Pantera. A former friend told reporters that Gale had once claimed that Pantera's lyrics were actually written by him and stolen by the band. He also reportedly told friends that he believed the band was trying to steal his identity and that God was asking him to kill Marilyn Manson. Eventually, a lot of his friends uh, started to keep their distance from Gale because of his erratic behavior and the strange things that he would say. Uh, but residents of the small town where he lived remembered him as sort of quiet, mostly keeping to himself, uh, though he did often go across the street to the tattoo parlor and bother the patrons there by uh, striking up conversations with them again about heavy metal music. Nathan Gale showed up at another Damage Plan concert, this time in December of 2004 in Columbus, Ohio, at the El Rosa Village nightclub. This time the band was headlining a show with two local metal bands, with about 400 fans in attendance. Their set began around 10.15 p.m. During the opening acts, Nathan Gale had loitered in the parking lot. When someone asked him if he was going to go inside, he said that he wasn't here to see some shitty local bands and he would wait for Damage Plan to take the stage. Well, when Damage Plan did take the stage, Nathan Gale scaled a six-foot wooden fence outside the venue and entered the building through a patio door. Just as he had at the April show in Cincinnati, Nathan Gale rushed the stage. This time, he was armed with a nine-millimeter pistol. 
he ran directly at Dimebag Daryl and fired four shots at point-blank range, striking the guitarist in the right cheek, the left ear, the back of the head, and the hand. He then turned his gun on Damage Plan tour manager Chris Paluska, striking him in the chest. The band's chief of security, a man named Jeffrey Mayhem Thompson, rushed Gale and tackled him from behind. In the ensuing struggle, Thompson was shot three times and died from his injuries. A 23-year-old fan named Nathan Bray had jumped on stage to render aid and was fatally shot as he tried to resuscitate the injured men. A club employee named Aaron Stony Hawk was shot six times while trying to help Thompson, including four shots to the chest. Two more crew members were shot and one was held hostage by the gunman. A Columbus police officer named James Nigemeyer was on the scene in just three minutes after the 911 call was placed. The officer entered the club through a backstage door and fired one shot at Nathan Gale, striking him in the head and killing him. Paramedics arrived quickly at the club, but it was too late to save Daryl, who was pronounced dead at the scene. He was just 38 years old. Also dead were Aaron Stony Hawk and Jeffrey Mayhem Thompson. Nathan Bray was rushed to a local hospital, where he died a short time later. Officer Nigemeyer received numerous commendations for his actions that night. He remained a first responder for three more years after the shooting, but was diagnosed with PTSD and eventually left policing to take a different job with the city. Damage Plan's drummer, Vinnie Paul Abbott, who was Daryl Abbott's brother, sued the owners of the El Rosa Villa nightclub after the shooting that claimed Daryl's life. After a long and costly court battle, the party settled in 2007 for what was described at the time as a nominal amount. In 2018, Vinnie Paul Abbott died of heart disease at the age of 54. He is buried in Arlington, Texas, alongside his brother Daryl and their mother. The El Rosa Village Nightclub, one of the oldest rock halls in America, remained in operation until the COVID-19 pandemic forced live performance to a halt. The property was purchased by the city of Columbus in 2021 and demolished just this month to make space for an affordable housing facility. Dimebag Daryl is widely regarded as one of the greatest metal guitarists of all time and made Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest guitarists in history. That's all for this week. For more true crime, you can follow me on Instagram at Murder Minute and on TikTok at True Crime Headlines. And as always, you can catch me on stereo at Mrs. Smitty. Until next week, I'm Mrs. Smitty, and this has been your Murder Minute.